Lose the Cape Podcast, Episode 46. Welcome to the Lose the Cape Podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of 2017 yay y'all this has been one of those weeks that I cannot get my shit together so um apologize for the language apologize for just about everything that may happen in the next few moments uh as we were talking I was talking okay so technical difficulties are happening and I'm not even sure what's going on but my uh recording keeps stopping so anywho going right along with the way this week is going this may get a little bit disjointed because I don't have time to edit it all out before hitting publish (laughs) so hopefully okay pretty much I just give up because it keeps stopping me at about 10 seconds into my recording so anyway without further ado here is Heather Criswell our very lovely guest for the day I do want to ask you, though, if you can, to please hop on over and leave us review. Follow us, first of all, on Stitcher and iTunes. That would be awesome. And if you could give us a review, that would be even more incredible. We really need it to help our podcast grow and find our audience everywhere. So thank you so much and have a fantastic day. Here's Heather. Okay, so I know I totally just said we were going to go right into Heather's thing, but when I was editing this quickly and listening, okay, y'all, so I was cracking up so hard because I was editing the original video at like 200% speed, right? Well, I didn't realize when I exported it that it would export it at that same speed, so I'm just going to give you a tiny taste of what I have been listening to, and then we'll get to the real one. And just for the record, no, I have not been drinking. I'm just in a Friday silly mood. Woohoo. I'm gonna you know, that because um I always I struggled with self-esteem as a lot of women do. And I always told myself that um I will tell my children that they're beautiful, this and that and the other thing, because I would much rather have an overconfident child than a child who is struggling with their own self-esteem. So I'm glad to know that I'm in I'm in uh, in touch with your system. <laughs> Today's guest on the Lose the Cape podcast is Heather Criswell. She is the founder of Wise Inside, which is a company that's dedicated to giving us wisdom back on or guiding us back to the wisdom within. She's also written a couple of books, including How to Raise a Happy Child and Be Happy Too, and another book that we'll also talk about, Wise Talk from the Other Side. Heather's a keynote speaker, um, and she has all kinds of good stuff for us moms from her parenting guide with based off of her unique approach to life. And uh, wow, you can really share a lot of interesting information with us. So thank you for being here today, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so thrilled to be here, really. Oh, well, you're, you're, um, you go, you 
cover quite a wide spectrum of interesting things. So can you tell us a little bit more about you and, and what you're doing now? Because before the show, we mentioned you are changing things up a bit. So where are you now? And does your bio still accurately reflect that? <laughs> yes, yes. Good question. Uh, still working that out in my own mind. Um, but yes, it does accurately reflect it. And what I, I mean, the very short of the long, long story is for the past 25 years, I've worked with over 30,000 kids and parents. And in that time frame, I owned a preschool for almost a decade. Um, and then I went into owning a wellness center after I sold the preschool, I was exhausted and thought, well, <laughs> let's switch gears. So um, over time, that's been my primary thing. It's just helping parents, helping children kind of giving the voice to children and the inspiration and love to parents. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that's been my my life. And what happened was, is uh, throughout my, my experience with this, I had lost uh, a, over a 12 year span, my entire family. That was grandparents, uh, both my parents. We lost our future family. We had uh, three miscarriages and lost five babies. Uh, two dogs. So it was just like grief, loss, slam. And wow. every time I turned around, I'd get up and get knocked back down and get up and get knocked back down. And I pushed it down and pushed down, kept, you know, pull up your bootstraps and just keep going. And um, eventually it kind of caught up to me and I was really sad. And, and this opportunity for a women's retreat came along. So the universe and all its great wisdom aligned it all perfectly. A friend, I couldn't afford it at the time. Friends paid for it. Two friends paid for it for me. My brother-in-law let me use his car to go travel in it. Brand new car, Mustang. So it was really fun. Um, and I ended up having this experience at this women's retreat where we did like breath work. And I connected with my family that had passed on. They came in and kind of circled around me, and it wasn't something visual necessarily, but more feeling. They circled around me and they told me why I was here, why they were here, and what they meant in my life, and what really this life is about as far as love is concerned. So they also instructed me to write a book, and I was like, yeah, 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 I already wrote a book, and that was not a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on writing another one. Uh, it took me a year and a half. My co-author and I, Taryn Bogat, a year and a half to write Raise a Happy Child. So I was like, I'm not writing another book. But um, I came back home and, and just had this really uh, sense of peace and um, understanding. And so I ended up writing Wise Talk from the Other Side. And basically what it was was me kind of telling my story. And each family member has a chapter that they tell their wisdom in it, too, and kind of channeled wisdom. And the whole idea is that we all circle back to love. So I said, well, am I supposed to just drop parenting? And they said, no, you know, parenting is a big part of it. Kids are a big part of it, but there's so much more. It's relationships, it's friendships, it's, you know, your, your business, your career. So it's, yes, parenting is a big piece, but there's so much more. And so that's where I'm at right now, the so much more. <laughs> wow, there is, there is a lot. So, uh, so what is Wise Inside all about then? And, and who, do you, who do you work with? Who would benefit most from working with you? So Wise Inside is a company that really, I, I started from my heart. And the premise is, is that we all have a wisdom within. We all have an inner knowing, that gut feeling. And oftentimes, from infant to on, we are told to squash that feeling and do what's best for what we think is best or what somebody else thinks is best for you. And we have good intentions with thinking what's best for other people. 
but it truly might not be what's best. And so my intention with Wise Inside is to help people reconnect to that wisdom within, to take that solicited and unsolicited advice from people <laughs> and reconnect to your own wisdom and say, hmm, does that feel good? Does that feel right? And really connect in to what's best for you because we all have that inner knowing. Along with that, helping our children stay connected to their wisdom because they know that's why they cry when they're infants. They're hungry. They know they have a wisdom. That's why when they feel somebody that has an energy that's like, oh, they scream bloody murder. You know, there's no rhyme or reason. My son, you know, we were in the post office and this beautiful lady, older lady is like, you're so cute. You're so sweet. And the postman was walking by and he gave the postman a hug and a kiss. Oh, and I was kiss. like, okay. And then the lady says, can I have a hug and kiss? And he says, no. So it was wild <laughs> environment, right? <laughs> Same environment. And, and of course, I'm like, I'm more conscious about the man than the woman, you know, just from life. Right. right, right. And here we have it that he did not like her energy. Does that mean she's a bad person? No. It just means that they didn't jive, right? It's the same right. thing when you walk into a party and you go to one person and not the other. Why? You're still in energy with them. So it's really connecting back into that wisdom and guiding us in to get everything that we want on this planet in our life because we have that divine right. And that's what Wise Talk from the other side was all about was like, we have this right. We don't have to earn it. We have it because we were born. Okay. Simply because we were born, we have the right to get everything we want. Not an entitlement. Um, you are entitled to love and happiness. That's what you're entitled to. So it's this whole uh, coming back to self, basically. And how do we do that for ourselves first and foremost, for our children and for each other as a community, whether that's in your business or in your career or your friendships? How do we do that together? So that's really my focus is guiding people back. And, you know, really at this point in time, I have a lot of products to help support that with books and a game that I created for families. And I also do a kind of intuitive session. Let's get you back to what you're wanting and how do we get that for you? Um, not necessarily coaching you through that experience, but kind of guiding you and back to your wisdom. So how do you, um, how, how, how does one do that? <laughs> I like, <laughs> that's, that is a good question. And it's, it, my friend Taryn, always the co-author of our book, she always says the genius is in the simple, right? And the simple is really that we take a moment for ourselves to, to really connect into our heart. And how I do that is I literally just put my hands over my heart and close my eyes so that I'm focused attention to my heart, not my head, because our head tells us so many things. And our heart is, you know, even with my own business, my head tells me, you're not making enough money. You made a lot more money doing this. You should do that. And my heart's like, nope, nope. This is your, this is your calling. This is what you're supposed to be doing. So it's that internal battle, right? So really connecting back into the heart and saying, heart, what are you wanting right now? What does Heather want for her life right now? What does it, what does that look like? What does it feel like? And when we connect into what we're wanting, we actually have a, a window into experiencing that in a beautiful way before it even happens, right? So my thing right now is we're looking at going to Seattle and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to go to Seattle. I want to see them throw the fish and, you know, <laughs> at Pike's Peak or whatever, you know, uh, Pike's, uh, 
um, indoor flea market thing. They throw the fish. I want my son to see them actually throwing the fish to catch them. And, you know, I want to smell the flowers and really embracing that space because once we can, it's not even about visualizing, it's experiencing it before it happens. Then we can know that it's possible. You know, our mind doesn't talk us out of the possibility. Mm -hmm. And then moving forward in that direction, right? Like, taking the very next step in order to do that. But there has to be a connection in the heart. And we are taught at a very young age to disconnect from that. And again, it's not intentional by parents by any means. Like, I do it too. Like, oh, be careful, you know, where he's not nervous about what's going on. I am. Right. So it's in, you know, wear this, not that. And it's the simple things of keeping the idea that you have deciding factors in your life at a young age that it carries over of, I can decide for myself what feels good for me and taking that information in. And, you know, it's a challenge. I mean, I've worked with thousands of children and when we adopted our son and when we brought our son home, people said to me like, you're not holding him right. You're gonna, you're gonna pull his arm out. And I'm like, I've held 30,000 kids. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I got right this. Word. You know, there's a lot of things I don't have when he has his homework out of my wheelhouse, you know? I don't got homework either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not a common core girl. Like it's not like Maybe. <laughs> so you know there's stuff out of my wheelhouse, but this, but there was a moment even myself thinking, oh my gosh, am I not holding him right? And I, I was like, whoa, 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 yes you are. And it's we're just conditioned to basically believe that we're not enough. And it's a conditioning because Babies don't feel that way. They know they're enough. Toddlers don't feel that way. They walk in, aren't I cute? I'm so cute. I'm so pretty. I'm so wonderful. Look at my drawing. I'm the best. And we go, oh, you know, that's not nice. That's not humble. You know, that makes her feel bad when you do that. And it kind of squashes that I'm enough, right? So our goal is to be aware of it and say, yes, you are, and own it, you know, because, hey, I'm really great with kids. Yes, I am. I own it. <laughs> Many things I'm not good at. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you say that because um, I always, I struggled with self-esteem as a lot of women do. And I always told myself that um, I will tell my children that they're beautiful, this and that and the other thing, because I would much rather have an overconfident child than a child who is struggling with their own self-esteem. So I'm glad to know that I'm in, I'm in, uh, in touch with your system. <laughs> And doesn't it just feel better? I mean, yeah. I think when I was raised in the South and, you know, a pretty little Southern girl stays quiet and, you know, I was in the seventies. And so I was taught that. And, and yet, you know, my son came home with, with his school pictures and he goes, mommy, aren't I so cute? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes, you are. You know, we want to keep that it, it, it does the exact opposite of what people think. They think it's going to inflate their ego, but it actually just reminds them of their greatness. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, we're going to have to pull that as a quote. It doesn't <laughs> inflate their ego. It reminds them of their greatness. Love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, you've written a book. You've, you've raised 30,000 children. <laughs> So you've got to tell us what are the secrets? What are some of your best tips on raising a happy child? Because right now my children are not very happy with me. I just got the whole, you're the worst mommy in the world the other day. So <laughs> nice score. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I win. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you know, we have basically five foundation and our book is really not about what to do to raise happy kids. You know, that's the actual title of it. But the, the best part of the book of raise, how to raise a happy child is be happy too. Right. And that's the key. And so can we be happy when our kids say they hate us? Can we be okay with that? And it's a challenge. So the book was basically set up on five principles and they're not principles in the sense of strategies of what exactly to do. Although that is in there, you know, we have scripts and charts and everything else to help you. But the idea is that there are basically five principles. First one is choose the energy you bring to the situation, right? And we all know this. We've had a rough day. Don't feel like it. And you're sitting in your car and you're like, I cannot believe this, blah, blah, blah. You get off a friend. I just had the worst day. You walk inside. The house is a disaster. Everything blows up in your mind. Nobody's helping. You know, there's just toys everywhere. Your husband doesn't do anything. I don't have a husband, whatever, right? <laughs> and it's really, you know, about centering back into that self of before I walk in this door, I'm going to choose my energy because whatever I bring into the table is what's going to show up for me. If I bring in grace and love and, you know, and it doesn't mean denying that I had a bad day. Mommy had a bad day and I'm doing my best to work through it. Can you help me out? Can you help me? Uh, let's pick up these toys because that would, that would help me feel better. And that would help our house and our home or whatever, right? But it's really standing outside that door, taking some deep breaths into your heart and saying, you know what? That's then, this is now. I'm with my kids. I love them. And I always have one little nugget of greatness, um, you know, that I keep in the back of my brain for everybody in my life. So when they irritate me or piss me off, <laughs> I can go back to that nugget and say, okay, that's not who they are. You right, know, right. like, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's not who they are. So when my husband's aggravating me, I'm like, you know what? He was really great. When we went on our first date, the sun was in my eyes and I was on an important phone call and he turned the car. So the sun wasn't in my eyes. And he's like, can you think of anything better than like 20 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly he's done something nice for you since then. <laughs> Certainly. But that's the nugget I planted in the back of my head so that I can reflect with my son when he's throwing a temper tantrum or he's acting out with his friends. Oh, I remember when he was a really good friend on, at the park and he, he, you know, gave him his bike and he was breezy. And so it's really remembering who they are because these behaviors are simply expressions. They're not who we are. You know, I lash out, I get angry, I get sad. That's not who I am. It's just the moment. So if we can connect back into that energy and be present in the moment with that was then, this is now, and the energy we bring to it. The same thing when you're like, hurry up, let's get outside, let's go, we got, we're late, we're late, we're late. How slow do they move, for real? Oh my <laughs> gosh. So we have this scattered energy and they're like, they're teaching us, take it down a notch, lady. I'm going to go slower, like a turtle. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's it, the goal is really to just be aware of our energy. And if you're upset, it doesn't mean squash it either. There are some times when I say to my son, look, I need two minutes. Go count to 60 two times, and I will be ready. And I need two minutes. And he'll be like, but mommy, but mommy. Mommy needs two minutes. Do you understand me? Because if I don't take that two minutes for myself after he's um, 
well, he got a Nerf gun, and I, that's a whole other story about guns, right? <laughs> I, I've been adamantly against guns my entire life, not because of any kind of amendment or constitution, but simply from the experiences I've had with guns with children. One of uh, my little girls in my preschool, she actually accidentally killed her mother and her baby. Oh, my god! So her baby sister. So there are lots of gun issues for me. Nothing to do with the political realm. Right. So I'm working through them, and I'm seeing that there's some wisdom that I need to work through. And so he ends up finding this Nerf gun on the ground outside, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so he gets the gun, and he looks at me, and, it, and we have the talk about it and everything. He goes, and then the other day, he shot me, like, I don't even know how he did it, but square on right between my eyes, <laughs> like a deer that had just been shot. And I just looked at him and I said, you know what to do. And he walked <laughs> over to the to the trash and threw it away. He did not cry. He did not scream. He did not yell at me. Um, and that's his typical responses, FYI. But he knew the energy was so clear with me. You know what to do. And he marched his silly little tush over there and threw it away because he was clear with my energy. I was clear with my boundary. And I don't have to yell. I don't have to scream. I just have to be clear. You know what to do. And he did it. And when his friend said, where's your Nerf gun? He said, I shot mommy in the head. <laughs> and I had to throw it in the trash. <laughs> because oh those gosh. were the conditions that we had. I said, we keep it off of people's faces. You know, these were the conditions. And I said, do you understand that if you choose to hit somebody in the face with this, where does it go? He said, in the garbage. So clear, right? Yes. Super clear. How old <laughs> is he? He just turned five. So, Wow, that's, wow, that's impressive, impressive that he uh, yeah. responded that way at that age. age. Well, this is the thing. That was the clear for me is that normally he throws an ever-loving fit. But there's mm. also when I say, because we're really clear with if you hurt people with your toys, they that tells me you don't want them and they're in the trash. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. I mean, I've had toys I've just purchased and my husband's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, you know what to do. And yet there's, there's a part of me that sometimes is ambivalent about, oh, I wish I just bought it. And so that's when he starts crying because he knows there's some wiggle room. But when my energy was clear with the shot in the head, you know, like, <laughs> Peace out, man. <laughs> Done. Absolutely. And I mean, you do have to be clear on those boundaries, but I would say the upside is, hey, it's one less toy you have to pick up every day. I tell you what, I look forward to throwing away my kids' toys. <laughs> there are so many of them and they're all always all over the place. So it's like, yeah, I'm going through with a garbage bag today. Woo! <laughs> and the beauty of it is they know you're real. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that well that's the one way that's the only way. I mean this total digression here. That is the only way that I get my 4-year-old to pick up her room is I tell her if there are toys on the floor when I go in when the timer goes off, they're going in the garbage. Right. And she only does it because there was a time when mommy came with the garbage bag and scooped them all up. And that was a very traumatic day, but I tell you what it worked. Well, and you know, it that's the thing is is what works for everybody is is if it works for you, then do it. And mm -hmm. obviously we're not talking ab about abusive situations. You know, you always get the person that's like, well, what if, you know, <laughs> and you're like, come on, man, you know, like, and that's, you know, that's actually what leads me into our, like our next foundation is, is like honor your feelings first. 
And this is the harder thing, the hardest thing for, I believe, women. Uh, my husband has no problem honoring his feelings first. <laughs> Neither does mine. That must be a man thing. It is a man thing because he doesn't mind one bit just plopping down on the couch and looking over something on his iPad. And I'm like, hey, 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 we got a family thing here, you know. <laughs> but it's really about finding out what, as a mom and a woman, what am I needing? What am I wanting first? And, of course, you know, the the exception to the rule here is if your child's running out in the middle of the street, of course, <laughs> I'm going to run out there, shove him out of the way, and take the hit. Got it. You know, forget right, that. Right. It's really about, you know, when my son says, I want you to come outside and play with me. And there's a part of me that's like, I'm just not in the mood to play today. I play with you all the time, and I love you, but I'm not in the mood today. Mm -hmm. So do I force myself to go out there and play and be miserable? Or do I say, no, I'm going to sit right here and watch you, and you can play. And if you choose not to play, we'll go inside. It's really what feels good to me first and foremost, because if I go out there and play with him and I'm miserable, it's going to be a miserable experience. Yeah. <laughs> going back to the energy, right? Mm -hmm. it, they all kind of dovetail on each other. And honoring what I want. And we, we do this in life, right, like with our partners and all of these can be translated across the board. You know, when my husband says, well, what do you want for dinner? And I say, I don't care. And he goes, well, okay, how about Mexican food? No, I don't want that. Right. And you're like, wait, you just said I don't care. Yeah. Yes, we do, we do this every week. How about Chinese food? Mm -mm, that doesn't no. sound good. You know, and so you go through this whole list and he goes, you said you didn't care. <laughs> so I do care. It's really about saying, hey, all right, I'm not in the mood for Mexican food, but I can do Chinese food or the sub house, right? Like then for, you know, hamburger. And so then I give him some choices and it's the same thing of like, really, what am I wanting? Because we waste so much time in miscommunication and, you know, not being in touch with what we're really wanting. So getting clear in that moment. And literally, sometimes I say to my son, I'm like, let me think about that for a minute. I take a couple of deep breaths and I'm like, what do I want? What do I want? And you know what it's modeling for him is don't make rash decisions, you know, because somebody says they want something or they need something from you now. Take a minute, take a breath. What am I wanting? And then how can we work together to cooperate? And people will say, well, you're just teaching them to be selfish. And that's not true. I'm teaching them to be connected to their wisdom and stay connected, myself included. And how do we communicate that wisdom so that we can connect and cooperate together mm -hmm. and have a good experience together? So that's the goal. It's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally work in progress. Absolutely. Um, so um, focus on what you do want, obviously. Don't jump on the couch. You know, we jump on the floor. We jump on that. It's really just kind of reframing what we do want. And that's also getting back in touch with what are you wanting? What are, you know, we're not, we're not taught that as kids. It's like, here, this is for you. This is, you know, you're getting pizza. You're getting, you know, you're wearing this outfit. You've got to take a bath now. Everything is so we have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. So when we can keep that decision-making process in place and, and again, based on what you want, right? Like I want him to wear this outfit or this outfit. This is what I present him. You can have this outfit or you can have this outfit. Right, right. And now he's making a decision for himself. You can have how many, and people would say to me, well, you know, what about like cookies? If he wants cookies, he can have cookies. How many cookies do you want? And now he's catching on. The younger, he'd say two. And I, 
right on, you know. But now he's like five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, between one and three, how many do you want? So it's still giving them that decision making process and focusing on what you do want. You can't have cookies automatically and you know, growing up overweight and food issues. You tell me I can't have something, I'm going to eat the whole bag. Right. <laughs> I, I, I can understand that. <laughs> don't buy a bag of Snickers crispers because I will eat the whole thing if you tell me don't do it. And, you know, so I'm kind of like that even with food in our house. I like having even food that we don't normally have because if I don't have it, then I'm like, where is it? I need it. I have to have it. So it's kind of the same principle um, with that. And... The fourth one is honor your child's choice, which is exactly what we were talking about with the gun. He chose to shoot me in the head. I honor that choice. What does that mean? It goes in the trash. That was your choice. That wasn't mine. I did not pull the trigger. If you're upset, be upset with yourself. Have a moment. Move through it and know that you can do better next time. And it was just a mistake. No big deal. We all make mistakes. So, But honoring that choice instead of, you know... <laughs> Yeah, curtailing yeah. it so um and the last one is remind them of their greatness and again it goes back to what we started off talking about which is you know life tells us so much that we're not enough we're not good enough you're not skinny enough you're not smart enough you're not rich enough and I've had friends that aren't poor enough literally they couldn't get help because they weren't poor enough you know right so <laughs> it's not just uh, all the pretty stuff it's not it's it's we're not enough and we do it unconsciously to each other and to our children. And what my focus is, is let's remind each other of our greatness. And nothing feels better when a friend says, you know what, you're an amazing friend. And I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so thankful for you. And if you want your friend to say that to you, imagine saying it to your spouse, your child, and then coming back and saying that to you. So when you have the moments of, I hate you, mom, you go back in your mind, you go, that's not really who they are. <laughs> They're just having a moment and we'll get through it and it'll be fine and you can hate me, but no, I love you and move on. You know, so it's it's really keeping that greatness alive in ourselves too, that we don't stand in front of a mirror and say, oh my God, I am so fat right now. Like I can't even fit my jeans or you know, I look like crap or my hair is terrible. Look at my roots or, you know, all the things I can come up with that are so terrible about myself or I'm not successful in what I'm doing or, you know, and I had a family member. He said, you know, you're so successful with, with your preschool and the wellness center and this hasn't been so successful for you. And I'm like, is, and I had a moment where I was really sad and I was like, you're, you're judging my success based on your perception of how much money I'm making, <laughs> which is all just convoluted in itself. Like all of it is just your perception of what's happening. And I can take that to my heart or I can say, you know, yes, this business hasn't yet yielded what my other businesses did. Remembering very clearly that those businesses were built over three to five years too. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't an overnight sensation that I had a, uh, preschool that was, you know, coming out of the woodworks with children, <laughs> like, right, right. you know, it took time. And I started off with, I think, six kids, you know, so it took time. And I had to have a moment of remembering my own greatness. When somebody says you're not enough, mm -hmm. instead of getting angry with them and, and being upset with them, is, is that true? And no, I've written books. I've helped kids. I, I 
adopted our son. I have a, a loving family. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of successes that aren't right, right. money. Who are you, who are you <laughs> to say that I'm not successful, really? Yes. And, and doesn't it just feel awful? And whether, and, and, and a more beautiful moment would have been, hey, you know, this is working out beautifully. You've put out some beautiful work out in the world that's helping people feel better about themselves, their children, and each other. Awesome. Like, that feels good. And that's the kind of person that I want to be, is I want to remind people of their greatness. And when we do that for each other, the world will shift. It will shift. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I that. love that. Love it. It, it will. So... so You've got a five-year-old, which is a challenging age in itself, and you're building a business, and you're doing all of this fun stuff. So um, what what are some of the struggles that you face in the daily juggle, and what are some of the um, ways that you help yourself get through it all? Well, up until a couple months ago, it was a totally different story. Well, a month ago, it was a different story. My son went into school, into kindergarten, so that's been a whole other transition. Yes. Um, but he was at home with me the entire time, um, from when we brought him home from our adoption, he came home at 15 months. And so for the four years I was at home with him and that building a business, writing books, it, it's brutal. It's brutal. And I have a tremendous amount of compassion for women entrepreneurs that are stay at home moms working a job, you know, or, or working outside of the home. I mean, like just the compassion level for all of us whether you're stay at home or working outside of the home, building a business or not building a business, there's just so much on our plates. And this was a new experience for me. We had fostered kids all when I was in, uh, when I had my preschool, we had foster kids in our home, but it was a different experience because for my son, I come with a lot of baggage. You know, I brought all of my stuff from my life with my son, with our foster boys that are our godchildren now, you know, and they're 24 and 22. So that tells you something. Mm -hmm. um, and the 24 year old has a two year old. So it's pretty funny. Um, but, you know, it was a different experience because I didn't have guilt, frustration, sadness. I didn't have all that where now if my son's acting out, I'm like, Oh, did I not feed him organic enough? Did I, <laughs> you know, did I uh, give him a red dye? Did I put him in front of the TV too long? Did is he not with friends enough? Like I go down this whole checklist of what I didn't do in order for him to feel good. Um, where our other children, we didn't do that. Like it was just like, Oh, you're just having a moment. Okay, whatever. We'll come back. It's no big deal. So that's been an experience for me as the guilt as a mom and doing my best to fit in everything, you know, just like with you this morning, I'm like, I totally messed up. I thought it was a 12 o'clock interview and it's a nine o'clock interview. I have to drop off my son. He is right at nine o'clock. I will run home. Can we do nine 15? It's, it's juggling that. And what I've realized is over time that the idea of balance is so ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. Every way, shape, and form. There is no balance that I've ever experienced in the five, four years we've had our son. There's no balance. It's some days, you know, I would do podcasts or interviews and he would be in the other room watching a show and I literally would be like, here, here's some cookies. Just just a minute, just give me a minute and yeah, I'll finish yeah. this quick, you know? And then there's days where I was out at the play place with him all day and taking him to the park and we went to lunch together and we, you know, so 
it, for me, there was never a schedule time of this is what's going to work for us. We took it day by day. And sometimes it was frustrating and sad. And sometimes mm -hmm. it was great and magical. And there was no rhyme or reason to it, you know. Um, and now that he's in school, there I have six hours, 21 minutes <laughs> to get what I need to get done. So this has opened up a whole new world for me, you know, where I can actually do a podcast or an interview and not be stressed out that, yes. you know, he's going to open the door if somebody rings the doorbell or, you know, go visit his friend down the street, you know. Right, right. <laughs> yes. You know? That's how summer was with me with all the kids home. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And it's 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 challenging and guilt ridden and it, it so I've done my best to be gentle on myself, to set down balance as an option, and to be gentle on myself and also take solicited information and filter it back into my own wisdom, right? Because how many times do you hear, oh, wake up at five o'clock and do your yoga and then do your journal and then write out your, read a book and write out your manifesting for the day. And I'm like, I went to bed at five o'clock because I was writing a book from 10 to five in the morning, <laughs> you know? So owning that, that I don't look like them, but I also published a book in that time frame, So it had to happen and it wasn't forever. And I, I kind of have that chat with myself. This is not forever. This is not forever. This is not forever. And when we can kind of remind ourselves that this is going to be just a section, we're moving on, then it reminds us of the hope and light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a great point. Do you have any resources that you like to share with people when they say, uh, you know, how do you get it all done or how do you manage? You know, I was thinking about like resources that I, I use and really for me, my goal is that I find a book that that resonates with me. And so a book that resonates with me might not resonate with your audience, but it's really taking a moment to find what resonates with you. And I, it could be as small as, as, as it, you know, it's about reconnecting with yourself. And so it's as small as getting a pedicure. It's as it's small as reading a book that feels good to you, whether it's a self-help book or a novel. It's right. as small as writing in a journal all the successes of your life, everything that you feel good about yourself, you know, um, not what other people have said, not your reviews, <laughs> but what you feel good about. I am I am the host of this amazing podcast, and I bring out the light and love to millions of people in the world and share people's greatness with the world. Like, I can write that down. You can write that down, right? And <laughs> that's where I think we need to have the resource for ourselves to reconnect to ourselves Again, I'm not saying that, you know, information isn't great. I wrote two books, so I'm hoping people buy them. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, that's what, I, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, I mean, and yet with that being said, I think your greatest resource is self. Your greatest resource is connecting back into yourself. I am amazing. I am great. I've done some beautiful things. I continue to do beautiful things. I screw up sometimes, but oh well, don't we all? And I'm going to second guess myself and I'm going to come back to my greatness and say, my intention here is to be whatever, right? Um, when I'm having a moment as not a good mom, quote unquote, I am a good mom. You know, I do, if I don't do anything, but I tell him I love him as many times in the day as I can, I hug him, I connect with him with his eyes. 
you know, when I dropped him off the other day, he says, Mommy, give me a kiss goodbye. And I said, okay, I love you. And he goes, no, no, I, I need to see you. And I was like, I I'm right here. <laughs> like, uh, you see me? He said, no, no. And he opened up my glasses. He goes, I see you now. Aww. And he was looking in my eyes. And I just had this moment where I was like, you're right, buddy. I see you. I see you. And, of course, Avatar comes to mind right away, um, the movie. But um, he did that on his own. And if that's, the, if that's the only thing that he has gotten from me, that's enough. Mm -hmm. That's enough. I need to see you as a person in your humanity. Like, I need to see you and love you. That's enough. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I toss the cookie over and be like, here, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> like, you know, it's fine. We're going to get through this, and our kids are going to be beautiful. There's some beautiful little souls on this planet right now that are coming through, and they're strong little, strong little souls. <laughs> yes. <okay. laughs> 30,000 oh. kids, and my kid, like, he'll take me down to my knees sometimes, and I'm like, what? I, I've had all the training in the world, and this guy has, like, pushed me to the next level, yeah. which is good because it, it raises us up. And they're bright souls that are coming in this planet, and you mark my words, they're going to be the great leaders of this world that are not going to put up with the stuff that we have put up with over time. We could only be so lucky. <laughs> um, well, where do people find you? So I am at wiseinside.com, and we have everything on there for you, you know, all the resources as far as books and our games, and, um, and then, of course, my sessions that I do to help you reconnect into that wisdom where if you're just having a thing, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is right or this is wrong or whether it's with kids or relationships or business how do we reconnect you back in? And I can help walk you through that. Um, I do have a really cool bundle on my website. It's uh, wiseinside.com uh, back, backslash love. And it's got everything that you could possibly need to get a little love bundle going for yourself. I call it the love bundle. But um, it's got the first few chapters of my book, both books, and um, a poster that is all about I believe I am. And it's Oh, something you can read to your child. We used to do it as our pledge of allegiance to ourselves at my school. Um, and it's got a, a discount code for my game. So there's a little bit of everything for everyone in there and uh, a whole scripts that we've pulled out of our book on how to move from conflict to connection. Um, and it kind of walks you through the, the process of when I'm in stress with my kids or a challenge, how do I get through this without losing my marbles, you know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so all of that is there at wiseinside.com backslash love, and it's free, free downloads, it's really an awesome bundle of love, so if you want to feel good, get the bundle of love. <laughs> That's awesome, that sounds fantastic, well, thank you so much for sharing all of that information with us today, it's been a, it's been a very enlightening interview. <laughs> thank you so much, I am so glad to be here, and I'm just so excited for all of this greatness coming out in the world. So thank you for being a host for beautiful things to show up. And it's people like you that are actually walking the walk and putting it out there and helping millions of people uh, feel better. Well, I don't know about millions, maybe one day, but, <laughs> but, but thank you. Millions out there for you. <laughs> millions. That will set that intention then. <laughs> Thanks so much, Heather. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the show today. Heather was awesome, wasn't she? Yes, she was. Um, so I just want to remind you, you can find all the show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 46. And we would love it if you would hop on over to iTunes and Stitcher and leave us a review because that really helps us. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Lose that cape.